Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. team. I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com and welcome to the fitness show. So I'm going to start off by apologizing to those of you who have been begging for a podcast. I am running a couple of weeks late on this and all I got to say is I'm sorry and uh, I'm tired. <laughs> I, can't, I can't blame it on much else other than a little bit of fatigue or extreme fatigue. But then there's also been this thing called a hurricane that plowed through my hometown, which I wasn't even here for. Ay, so Mother of the Year Award I've won recently, or at least I feel like I have. And I'm sure you working parents out there can identify with this, but Irma came to town. I live in Gainesville, Florida, but I was already booked to host the Santa Monica Classic that weekend. And, you know, part of the deal with my job is, or my work, I should say, is that I go places and I leave and uh, I got two great kids and they're well taken care of for their father takes great care of them so it's not like they're abandoned but um, yeah so I had to leave for Irma and it was interesting you know I, I built a house I chose it at the top of the hill there were many lots on my streets available when I chose when I built and I chose one near the top because I didn't want to have to deal with flooding um, check mark for me being brilliant on that side. And then as well, we had all these trees on the property. And and it's beautiful because Gainesville is in the forest. You know, it's a very green, woodsy community. However, we had this magnificent oak or something like an oak, this giant, gorgeous, perfect fairy tale tree. And it sat dead in the middle of the property. And there was no way I could push the house forward enough or back enough or to the side to save the tree. No matter what, that tree was going to have to be removed, which was devastating. Oh my gosh, it broke my heart. I'm not only a total sap for animals, but apparently big, beautiful trees get me too. But um, anyways, that one had to go. And to, if I could have built my house in a curly queue around it, I would have to save the tree. But that one had to go. And then the rest were all these super tall, skinny, messy trees. Um, super skinny. They just left moss and yuck all over the place. And so I decided to get rid of them because I didn't want any of them to land on my roof. And three cheers for me because we've really escaped a lot of problems that our neighbors and our just people in Gainesville have had to deal with. So when I, I left before the storm... I had good faith in my home. It's mostly up to code. And again, top of the hill, no trees. I didn't have to worry about something really coming to crash through my roof. I have massive windows. So that was a little bit of a concern. You know, we pick up everything on the outside and bring it in. And if you're not familiar with hurricane preparation, the deal is, is that anything left outside your structure becomes a missile. Anything and everything, whether it's a toy or a stone, or a branch, all of it becomes missiles, and so you got to bring stuff inside, and uh, 
we did, but I still have, you know, we didn't board up the windows. Lots of people do. We don't. So the windows were left. And then my children went to stay with a friend's house. Um, good, wonderful people. So I knew they were safe. But, but yeah, it's interesting to get on a plane when you know there's a hurricane coming to your town and leave your kids. And again, I knew they were safe. I had no doubt. It wasn't a five. It would have come to Gainesville as a one, and it did. Um, but yeah, <laughs> mother of the year, right? So I leave town, and I host the Santa Monica Classic, which is uh, one of the, you know, all of these events are great, right? I gush a lot. Not every event is fabulous. Fortunately, the ones I've been involved in are really top-notch. And I think the fact that an event is willing to an event, invest in a quality announcer just simply puts it on a different level, you know. I'm sure many of you have been to local 5Ks or even big races where they start you off with a bullhorn. Some You don't even know there's an announcer. There's actually some uber-mega most famous races in the world who I hear have the most boring start lines on the planet. And, you know, it's a weird thing not to invest in. A professional announcer, one who not only is good on a microphone, um, and entertaining and engaging, but someone who understands the sport of running is a kind of a, a unique thing. And too many of these event producers, they just go the cheap route. They bring in a wedding DJ or a, I don't know, some news anchor, which is almost certain to be an instant fail. No, no um, offense to news anchors because they're fantastic on the news. Uh, but anyways, the events I work with are always pretty great. So you'll hear me gush a lot when I'm talking about races. And in fact, today I want to spend my time talking mostly about the Detroit Goddess um, Half Marathon 10 Camp 5K. But I'm over in California at this point. I'm on Santa Monica Beach, which is beautiful. It's the eastern side of Los Angeles and fancy and fun and a total tourist attraction. But I co-announced that race with Rudy Novotny, which everybody loves with good reason. But it was a 5K and a 10K. And we had over 5,000 runners. And he was in charge of starting the race and he actually started it a, a couple of miles away from the finish line. So he did that job, and then I got to welcome the finishers through the finish line, and it was um, it was wonderful, and my stage was set up on the beach side of the Pacific Coast Highway, and uh, a big, big crowd. You know, it's interesting because sometimes our voices get taxed because we're out on the microphone for seven hours. This race was super taxing because within two hours, I had 5,000 people come through. So it was just a lot of talking. Um, and then some, here's, there's, a, there's a variety of things I'm covering here. Is sometimes my stage is very well protected. So at the Los Angeles Marathon, Skechers Performance Los Angeles Marathon, which is actually put on by Conquer Endurance Group, the same group that puts on the Santa Monica Classic, our stage is protected like Fort Knox. I tell you what. No one's getting anywhere near us, period. The end of the story, the security is uber high with good reason. And, you know, Rudy and I are in our own little island over there. The Santa Monica Classic, not so much. I had some of the portable fencing around me. And the characters roaming up and down the beach were uh, <laughs> interesting. I had some woman, just as we were setting up before the runners had come over, she goes, where can I get coffee? I said, ma'am, I, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't there coffee around here? Give me coffee. There's coffee over there, right? I said, I, I have no idea where coffee is. I don't drink coffee. Well, you should know where the coffee is. I said, ma'am, 
I don't know where the coffee is. I don't actually drink coffee, so I don't care where the coffee is. But I, there's some restaurants around here. You should go buy some coffee. Now, mind you, she's um, probably not an employed person. I'm just going to leave it there. But she was a little bit crazy. Actually, she was a lot a bit crazy. But I was trying to be nice and let her know, I don't have any coffee for you. Uh, but, but yeah, I definitely got my share of weirdos. <laughs> which actually adds to the fun. The quality of the experience went, you know, up a few notches for me because I got to deal with some very interesting characters who had nothing to do with the race. But uh, this event was super cool. The first finishers to come through, the high school, it was Santa Monica High School versus Malibu High School. If you can get any more L.A. than that, I don't know, but maybe throw Beverly Hills High School in it. But they had their cross-country teams competing first, so they got... Rudy started them off, and then I think about five minutes later started the rest of the um, 5 and 10K runners <laughs> at, off into the race. But it was really cute to have the, this high school challenge. And then, and then the everyman came through, and um, Carrie Duchesne and Kimberly came through. I had some hotties there. Barry Morrill was there, and I love to see Barry. Barry, actually, I don't even think he even ran the race. He just came by to visit. He was out training with the L.A. Leggers that day, and they all stopped by to see my goat fit stuffy, which I brought with me. Um, it was a wonderful event. So if you're looking for some California running in the sun on the beach, Conquer Endurance, they do a great job. Visit their website, Santa Monica Classic. It was, it was a blast. It was a really good time. Um, we had a woman come through in a flying pig costume, which I really appreciated. I'm trying to think what else was out there. Just just good people. California, uh, probably while I'm, why I'm over there so much, they have so many committed runners, and the running community is so supportive and enthusiastic. They're hunting for races to do every week. So if you go out there, even if you're going out there to do Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm or Universal, find yourself a race, get up in the morning, take part. You won't regret it. Um, but that was a really fun event. And then they had the Finish Line Festival actually on Santa Monica Pier, which was super fun. So uh, Rudy hosted that, and they had a band, and just, you know, good people. Uh, we have a photographer out there, Ginny McNeely, who comes out to our event. She gets to press pass, and she always takes a lot of fun pictures for us, which we appreciate. She's also a, a really sweet girl. But, um, yeah, Santa Monica Classic. It's hard to beat. So I'm over there. And, and everyone's going, well, how's the hurricane? I'm getting all these messages. Are you guys okay? And then I have to answer. And I'm in my mind, all I'm thinking is, please stop asking me how I am because I'm far away from the hurricane. And this is just making me feel like a crappy, crappy mom for not being there. But I know people were concerned. Oh, oh, and they had these big We Love Florida signs. And they had the We Love Texas signs. So it was very sweet. That Thank you, Santa Monica. Um, but I woke up the next day. And I was actually going to try to go home Monday afternoon or Sunday night. That's right. I was supposed to fly home after the race on Sunday night on the red eye. Landing in Gainesville Monday morning at 8.30, which is precisely the time Irma was packing her punch. So I woke up and um, in my hotel and I did, not have, uh, I, I did not have a text from my kids or anything. So I assumed everybody was fine. But what I was worried about was my goat. I was so worried about goat fits because the farm animals were just left outside. Because what do you do? Can you bring 15 goats and a donkey and a mule and 10 chickens and 6 ducks and a pig all into your home? You can't do it. So 
the family that takes care of these animals. It's, it's purely a love farm. They, the animals do no work. They're only there to be loved, and they're very well taken care of. But they're out in the forest on a farm. So I woke up really panicked about, um, about Fitz and his friends. And so I texted the owners, who are really good friends of mine, and I said, Hey, how's everything going? And um, Cheryl said, Oh, we're okay. The storm's still coming through. And I texted again, well, how about our furry friend? She said, oh, we haven't been outside yet. So I, I was literally had a stomachache worrying, worrying about them. But they were fine, thank goodness. All the animals did just fine. And, and I've been out there during storms before, and it's really cute. They all get under shelter, and they hide from the storm. There, there's plenty of options for shelter. I guess the, the fear with the hurricane is that the wind knocks down the shelters or the trees come down. And there were, certainly were some massive trees down on the property. It just wasn't anywhere near the animals prefer to stay, their cover. So um, I was super grateful for that. And in fact, I went out there last night and got plenty of goat kisses and donkey kisses. The donkey and the mule are really funny. Sometimes you think, are they trying to bite me? But they're just like dogs. They're literally licking my arm and it tickles. They're so cute. So... Anyways, I could go on forever and ever about the farm. Y'all don't need to hear about that. But what I do want to talk to you about is the Detroit Goddess Half Marathon 10K and 5K, which was so wonderful for so many reasons. This is, I believe, the third year I've hosted this event for Epic Races, which is uh, one of my favorite race organizations in the country. They put on 30-plus events a year. All of them are top-notch. Eva Solomon's the owner of the company, and she does a wonderful job and has a wonderful team of people who, you know, because they do it so much, it's like clockwork. They know their job. They get things done. They do it with a smile. They're sweet. I just, I love them all, and I'm grateful they choose me to host their events. But, um, not only is the event great, but I had so many of my hotties come out. And if you're not sure what that is, I have a Facebook challenge group called the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge. And it's where I guide people on eating right using the exact formula for weight loss. And every single day, I give them a specific workout. I give them a cardio workout, several strength training assignments, and I provide them with video accompaniments. So nobody has to ever worry or be confused what is fits mean when she tells us to do an angry up. I actually have a, a video leading you through 10 or 20 angry ups or Russian twists or, you know, plyometric lunges, etc. So th these people are with me interacting every day of the year, usually. And it means so much to me to get face to face because I'm sure you have relationships with people online, people you've never even met before, and you really start to care about them. And it just, it matters to me to get this personal interaction, not only to get the hug, but to get to know them. Who Really, do you have a family? Do you have a job? What do you do for fun? Blah, blah, blah. And this was the perfect opportunity for that. So I'll start by saying I got into Detroit a day early on Friday. The race is on Sunday. The expo was on Saturday. But on Friday, I went there and... Um, my girlfriend, Tammy, who used to live in Gainesville, she now lives in Detroit. We had planned ahead and we went to the Kid Rock concert in Detroit. And that was a really, really good idea. We had so much fun. A, Kid Rock music is just pretty fun, whether you're a huge fan or not. There's probably some songs everybody loves, right? Um, but he's a character. He really is a... a a great performer, 
And the arena was uh, super beautiful. It was a brand new arena. It's called the Little Caesars Arena. I guess Little Caesars is funding it. It's kind of a dumb name for an arena, but whatever. If you pay a trillion dollars, you get your name on the on the arena. So I think only the Red Wings had played one game, and then D the Kid Rock concert was the very next first event, and it was beautiful. And uh, Tammy and her boyfriend and their two daughters and I, we all went. We had dinner first, and then we went into the concert. We had a, we had a couple of beers. That's right. Fitz Kohler had a couple of Bud Lights. Woohoo! Crazy. Um, but yeah, we we got there. We totally blew off the opening act. So I have no idea who they were, if they were good or bad. I heard they were good, but I have no opinion on it because I wasn't there. But the beer was good. I'll tell you that. And because I had a couple of beers and I was feeling a little silly, I went and bought one of the trucker hats. It says American Badass on it. And, and pretty much unlike me, because I wore it for the concert, and it was fine. It was only 15 bucks. But then I walked out of there thinking, well, I can never wear this thing again because I'm not tacky enough to wear that out in general public. And then everyone would look at me thinking, tacky lady. And God forbid a child saw me wearing a hat with a tacky word on it. I don't know. Maybe I'll wear it to the farm. Perhaps this hat is a very fun hat. But again... I don't know where I'm going to wear it, <laughs> but it was fun for the evening, and uh, Kid Rock performed a bunch of his favorites. I think he performed some new songs, or at least some songs I didn't recognize, and then he had some covers he played, and I'll tell you this is, I, apparently he's going to run for Senate, and so they have a bunch of Kid Rock for Senate hats and Kid Rock for Senate shirts being sold, and they were going like, uh, you know, flying off the shelves, people were buying them. And I'm obviously not a voter of Michigan, so it doesn't matter what I do or don't think about it. But I liked his campaign speech, and it was it was a kind of a quirky rock concert campaign speech, but he sang a couple songs, and they brought out this podium. I think they played the presidential song. Dun, 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 dun. Anyways, I had a couple beers, so I'm paraphrasing the situation. Anyways, but he comes out, and this is what he says, and I like it. He goes, listen. I love black people, and I love white people. I love gay people, and I love straight people. Most importantly, I love people who bust their butt to work for a living and support themselves and their families and stick to the Constitution. And it was kind of like that, and there was a mic drop, and I thought, well, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. Now, mind you, I haven't dissected his campaign or his um, other stances on anything, but yeah, who cares what color you are? If you're a good person, I love you. Who cares who you sleep with? If you're a good person, I love you. If you're going to support yourself and follow the law, I love you. We can all get along. And so I really like that. That's, that's kind of how I think. I don't care what color you are. I could care less what color you are. I think your skin is your Ziploc bag that just holds your inside in. It's the most stupid or irrelevant factor in anyone's life ever. I just don't care what your skin color is, and I don't care who you're sleeping with, unless you're me or my kids. I don't care what you do in your bedroom. It doesn't matter. You just Your job is to work and be nice and follow the law, right? And um, so, you know, high five to Kid Rock on the most sensible campaign speech I've ever heard. Now, I, I believe there might have been a couple of F-bombs thrown in at the end and because it was a Kid Rock concert. And, you know, whatever. I don't, I'm not sure how serious he was with the whole campaigning thing. But it was, um, you know, it was, it was for, the, for the moment I thought, well, this all makes a lot of sense. 
Yay, Kid Rock. So we'll see how he does or doesn't do with his campaign, if there actually is one. But that, I thought that was really funny. And then he ended the concert with, and this is how diverse the concert is. And, and he wore these outfits. He had a black kind of Adidas tracksuit with white embroidered flowers all over it. I'm not sure what the hell was going on with that outfit. But then at some point he had overalls on and then he had the dumpy jeans and the wife beaters. There was a bunch of wardrobe changes, which usually you don't see men do. So that was kind of fun. But he ended the concert with the 50 song Shake, Rattle and Roll. What? It was awesome. And that was one of my parents used to say, have that play that song all the time. Shake, rattle and roll. And everybody loved it. It was, you know, he had already introduced his band, said goodnight, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns around, he goes, let's have some fun. And he plays this song. And there was these college guys in front of me. They couldn't have been any more than 23. And they knew all the words. So Kid Rock concert. Totally go see the Kid Rock concert. It was a heck of a lot of fun. We had a great time. And uh, I, I really appreciate Tammy arranging for that. I kind of said, hey, she said, are you coming to Detroit? Yeah. I said, you want to do something? How about Kid Rock? And we did it. And it was a great night. So moving on, the next day in the morning, I get picked up by my hotties. A whole car full of hotties comes to get me at my hotel. And it's Carol DeYoung, Janelle Cooper, Melissa Limbaugh, and Shelly Wilbur. And it was the most happy car I've ever been in. I love these girls. I, I just love getting to get to know them. And they're all very sarcastic and funny and smart and interesting. And uh, it was great. We went out for lunch that day. And you know what's interesting for me? It's because obviously I want you guys to eat healthy, right? That's part of the deal. But I always worry people are worried that I'm worried about them. <laughs> and I'm not. You know, I give you your information, I teach you about the formula, and then you're responsible for whatever you do with it. So say you sit down next to me and you have this really, I don't know, you have french fries or something. You don't have to worry about that because in my mind you're compensating for it, that you know you're sticking to your formula and maybe later you're going to have, you know, a tangerine with dinner instead of a starchy caloric side. So I, I feel that when I'm at lunch. I feel like, oh, everyone's altering their meals because I'm here. Hopefully, these ladies were not. I mean, I want to be a good influence, but I also don't want anyone to feel like I'm looking over their shoulder. So if you ever go out to eat with me, I'm officially not looking over your shoulder. But we had a really nice lunch at a little local place and went to the expo, which we kept getting lost finding. Yay, Carol. Or should I blame Shelly? I don't know. Who should I blame about that, ladies? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, we kind of got lost, and then we found we found the Yacht Club where the expo was. The expo was super small this year. Small but mighty. Very effective. We had a nice um, turnout from the Heart Warriors and the Epic Heart Heroes. There was a few vendors selling some fun running stuff. But most importantly, I got to see more hotties at the expo. Anna Hodling was there working as a volunteer with her son Bryce, who... He's such a cutie. Oh my gosh, Bryce is so cute. The Stefaniacs were there. How rude. They didn't bring their dog fits, but that's okay because it's almost impossible to bring a dog into a hotel. And who else? Valerie Diem. Valerie's so neat. Valerie told me about her history where she had her stroke and how she's bounced back. And Valerie is a really sarcastic, funny girl, which I... I, that's the benefit of getting to sit down and talk to someone, right? We get face-to-face, -face 
and I get to see who you are, and um, yeah, Valerie is super sarcastic, which is really how I choose my friends. I look for sarcasm first, and then other qualities, so Valerie is on the list of people, and while I was inside doing worky things, the hotties went out and did um, some yoga. They had a couple yoga classes during the day at the expo, which was really fun for everybody, so we had a good time there, and then... We had to go to dinner that night. That's right. We had a hottie dinner at an Italian restaurant, and it was Shelly's birthday, and Anna made her a lemon cake, and that was very nice. It was just nice to get to hang out with everyone. So what I'm telling you is not only bragging about these awesome people that I love and am grateful that I get to support and guide toward, towards their fitness goals and their weight loss efforts, but... We have a lot of fun together, so if you're in a place where I'm hosting a race, please come see me, because we can go do fun things, and maybe you're not interested in meeting me, but I'm really kind of interested in meeting you, so, you know, show up, <laughs> and let's do something like that, but we had a fantastic night, and, um, you know, race prep for me is taking notes, and, and actually, Lori Weiner had a great question asking if I would do an episode or a podcast on what it's like to announce the races and what goes into that. And so I am going to do that, and I'm going to bully Senor Rudy Novotny into doing that show with me because he obviously will have a lot to add. But some of the things I'm doing the night before the race is making notes, writing down the list of friends I have who are running particular races so um, I can reference them at the start line. Don't forget anyone. And, of course, I have a list of sponsors and things like that. But I am always desperate to get to bed pretty quickly. And here's something I want to tell you guys about, and I'm going to pause to do this, is have you ever had one of those moments where you're, you have to wake up early in the morning and you're doing the reverse countdown of, oh, my God, I can't get to sleep. And if I got to sleep right now, I'd only have five hours to sleep. And then it goes and you think, oh my gosh, if I got to sleep right now, I only have four and a half hours and now it's four. So whether you're getting on a plane in the morning or you just had a super late night and you know that you have to wake up early, not being able to get to sleep when you want to is a real problem. And for me, it's a super problem. And I know for many other people who wake up early in the morning for work, it can be devastating. So I am also a total lightweight who rejects traditional, most traditional medicines. My father was a, a pill popper. He was addicted to Percocet his whole life. And so I hate, loathe narcotics. I hate them. In fact, I had knee surgery at 14 and they kicked me out of the hospital because I wouldn't let them treat me. I wouldn't accept any medicine that was a painkiller. I finally have accepted, when I started fighting, I accepted um, Advil into my life or ibuprofen, I should say. But other than that, I'm, I don't want anything to do with things that alter, alter me mentally. I just simply would rather suffer through pain than be altered mentally or have things that make me tired or loopy. And also because I don't do any sort of medicine, really, or, um, and I don't drink, I'm a total lightweight. And so we're... I was told a few years ago, oh, try melatonin. Well, I did. I tried the little five milligram melatonin. Not only did it knock me out at night, but then the whole next day I was a zombie. And obviously that's no good for someone who's supposed to be a high power, high energy voice on a microphone for one to 30,000 people. So I don't have the luxury of melatonin. It's just 
not something I can handle. I have a friend, Arup is his name. Arup, I believe, was the youngest PhD to ever graduate. I think it was Princeton. Um, genius. Just a genius. He's a chemist who has worked on uh cancer cures. He's done all sorts of work in the medical field. It's just mind-boggling. But he also has decided that he could use natural resources to help support regular people in their lifestyle needs. And so he created a product. It's called Dream. And it's in liquid form. But if you talk to him about melatonin, he'll tell you it's outrageous to throw five whole milligrams of melatonin down your system when you don't need that. It's overdosing. It's misuse. But if you take a teeny tiny little speck of melatonin and you put it with some other relaxing natural um, resources like magnesium, all of a sudden you get a calming effect without any uh, negative consequences. So he has it. It's a product called Dream. And you're supposed to take a teaspoon before bed. And I used I use Dream now. I've been using it for quite a while. But if I want to go to sleep at 10 o'clock, for example, I will take Dream at 9.40. And when I put my head down at 10 o'clock, I will immediately fall asleep at 10 o'clock. And when I wake up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. or whatever time, I'm fresh. And I'm awake. <laughs> and I'm fine. I haven't been knocked on my ass for the entire day. And I'm not exhausted. There are no side effects. And it's brilliant. And so for I've shared it with some of my friends who, you know, again, have those morning deadlines. Oh, my gosh, I have to wake up at X amount. And I'm, you know, now I'm doing the negative countdown. It's really important for people who have those issues. And then sometimes, you know, you just can't get to sleep. Maybe you're in an insomniac and this thing helped. I've actually even used Dream on flights where I could, I needed just some help getting to sleep for a few hours, so I do. I'll take some Dream, maybe half a teaspoon, sleep for three hours, and then get up, and I'm fresh-faced and bushy-tailed. So the product's called Dream, and you get it at mistminerals.com, M-I-S-T, minerals.com. And so where I am completely opposed, because weight loss products don't exist. They're lies. They're complete lies. So you don't need any of that stuff, and the only supplements you should be taking or, or vitamins are the ones your doctor should be telling you you're deficient in. But this, a sleep aid, is different. And again, this stuff is the most um, inconsequential product you'll ever find that actually helps you get to sleep in a hurry. So something to consider, Mist Minerals. And I've asked him for a discount code. So if you use a discount code FITZNESS, F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S, you get a discount on Dream at Mist Minerals. So give it a go if, if you're someone like me who needs to get to sleep in a hurry. And so that's the moral of my story in Detroit is we go out to dinner, we're all roused up, everyone's happy, and then I get to the hotel and I can't naturally fall asleep, get to Mist Minerals, and then when I wake up at 4.30 in the morning for a race, I feel good. I feel like, oh my gosh, I actually got some sleep. So get to the um, race and... Everyone wonderful is there. We just have we have a great setup, and we have the half marathon and 10K starts at the start slash finish line arch, and then the 5K starts in another direction. But one of the great highlights of these events are the Heart Heroes. So the charity partner for the Detroit Goddess Half is the Go Red for Women, and they have a thing called Heart Heroes where every year they choose a handful, maybe half a dozen women who have some sort of heart disease or have had some sort of heart 
damage, and um, they've survived it. They're heart heroes, and they educate the other other runners on what they've been through and what to look for. And it was interesting because I I took the time to really research these women before the event, and they have very um, lengthy but in depth histories on why they're a heart hero. You know, one of them was diagnosed with incurable heart disease at 12 years old. She just had a heart transplant in February. She's 30-something, and she did, possibly, I think she did the half marathon. I think she did the half marathon. We had a woman, Yasmin, who was a super healthy lady who ended up with a heart issue, and she had a transplant in June of 2016. And then we had Fabiola, who was a heart hero last year, who had, uh, she was in congestive heart failure. She was dying on the transplant list because she did, she needed to be there. And May 26th, she had a heart transplant. So, you know, before the race, I'm able to give these brief summaries about our heart hero, call each one of them up. I asked them each, you know, what you love most about running. And most of them said, really, they love the privilege of getting to do it. You know, as many of you know, whether you've had plantar fasciitis or you had a hip pain or you broke your ankle, whatever it is, you realize what a luxury it is to move when you can't. And these women, their luxury is life. They actually get to live and they get to run races. And, you know, all of their, every motion they make in the future is a privilege. Um, but what I, I thought was very relevant to the audience, and it's something I'm happy to share here again, is that most of the women, when they were diagnosed, they thought whatever they were having was no big deal. You know, they felt stupid. They had a headache. One of their arms hurt, or maybe it was a leg that hurt. And, you know, they felt stupid going to the doctor. There was a, you, they didn't want to put anyone out. They didn't want to inconvenience anyone or possibly even spend the money. And when they did eventually go to the hospital, they were diagnosed with urgent heart issues. I, if you would have done one more thing at home, you would have died. Um, so don't ignore your symptoms. And the symptoms for women are all over the place. I feel like men get the tight chest and the tingling down their arm. In fact, when my father had a heart attack, must have been about 10 years ago, and he was... Um, a, a medic in the army, I think that's what he was, or an x-ray tech or something, but he has the heart attack and he falls back into this closet in his den and he starts saying his symptoms. He's going, literally checking off his symptoms out loud. He goes, tightness in chest, tingling down arm. You know, he had that thing. He was checking off the boxes. I'm having a heart attack, call an ambulance. So for him, it was very clear and concise Thing that was going on with him. He identified it instantly and out loud, and we did call an ambulance. But with women, it's like, oh, I got a headache. The headache won't go away. Oh, my arm feels weird. It's like I slept on my arm, and that, that numb feeling won't go away. Or, you know, I'm just kind of tired. I'm walking up the stairs, and it feels a lot harder than it used to. And those are the weird symptoms women are getting, and that's why many, 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 many women die of heart disease is because we are too concerned about other people getting the kids to school. Literally, moms will be in the middle of having a full-blown heart attack and can continue to try to make the damn lunch. So everybody pay attention. Ladies especially, pay attention. 
don't ignore your symptoms. Maybe you don't need an ambulance. Maybe you do. Maybe you just need to head straight to your doctor's office and say, I've been feeling weird. Check me out. But that was, you know, it's something I've known in the past, but looking at these women and realizing that they were standing in front of me alive and they weren't six feet under the ground because they actually went to the doctor, um, it solidified my commitment to taking care of me and encouraging you guys to do the same thing. And you know what? If you go to the doctor and they do the EKG or they listen to your heart and there's nothing wrong, okay, well, now you've got confirmation that there's nothing wrong. But, but you know, listen to your body. Listen to your body. That's the moral of that story. But it was a great privilege because on that day, I had three transplanted hearts come through the finish line. Are you kidding me? Three transplanted hearts within the past year. So not only was it those epic heart heroes that were joining us, but some very generous person who, you know, met an early demise, but they signed up as an organ donor. And so it just really felt good. It felt special. I was so proud of these women for persevering, for choosing to live, for sticking their thumb in the eye of heart disease, but to watch them come through the finish line with somebody else's heart really is a pretty special um, event. So the heart heroes, they're special to me. If you ever come to do this event, pay close attention. Uh, they have a, a booth at the expo always, and you could go meet them and talk to them, and their stories are great. And even for, you know, shits and grins, oh, there I am. Now I'm the cursing podcast host. I've said the A word and now the S word. And I'm in big trouble, probably because I roamed with the Amish this week and their goodness didn't rub off on me. Maybe I'm going in the other <laughs> in the other direction. But these ladies are pretty fabulous and, and their stories are great. So go to epicraces.com, look up the Detroit Goddess Half Marathon, and you'll see the list of epic heart heroes. And it's not only 2017, you can go back to 2016, 2015. Our own hottie Anna Hodling is on the list. And... Um, the stories are super interesting. They're great reading, and they're something you can learn from. So we, we had a great time with the Epic Heart Heroes. One of my hotties, Timothy Powell, he came out. Not only, this is cool. So Timothy comes out. Timothy has lost 160 pounds in the past year. And before he became a hottie, he was down 50. Since he became a hottie, he's lost the, the last 110 pounds, and he went from obese guy who didn't do anything to now he's running races and on that day not only did he run his farthest race distance yet which was a 10k but his father joined him his father had come in from Mississippi and they road tripped to Detroit and his father was there to witness Timothy's grand finish that day. Not only was I there to support Tim and some of the other hotties, but his dad was there. And, you know, not everybody's family is so loving and nice, right? So I asked him before the race, I said, Tim, um, do you like your dad? He said, oh, everything I am today, all the good things is because of that man. He, so he idolizes his father. And it was pretty great because you could see that on that day, Tim Sr., was idolizing Tim Jr., and it was wonderful. And I, I think I probably did a pretty good job of bringing Tim in through the finish line with a ruckus, but Tim threw his arms up in the air, and he was wearing his hottie shirt, and his dad was there celebrating, and it was, oh, so charming. Oh, my gosh. It, it really means a lot to me to be able to, 
you know, see this family pride. And, and of course, his father, he had seen Tim at Christmas, but he hasn't seen him since he's, you know, maybe at Christmas time, Tim was down 70 pounds, not 160 pounds. So he said, where did my son go? You know, he had lost so much of himself and gained so much in the process. Um, but they were pretty special. Ross Jones and Stephanie Douglas, both my speed skaters came. They brought Melissa Sofian, who's a new hottie. And all the hotties just hung out after the race by the finish line and supported all of the other runners. And it was it was a wonderful day. I really, this event is, um, it's a women theme event, but there's men who participate too. And I really love, I love the love. You know, I've said it before, but women aren't always so nice to each other. You know, I'm sure guys are jerks to guys too, but at, at this this event, it feels like a complete love fest, and you get the white girls and the black girls and the brown girls, and all of them gather together to support each other. Kindness. There's the 80 year olds and the six year olds, and it's a freaking love fest, and I just love that because we should be nice to each other. And you know, a finish line is a place where everybody seems to care a lot. It's a very emotional place, very fun place to be, and um, I, I love it. I love it all. So we had a good time. After the race, we went to, we had another hottie lunch, and that was a lot of fun. And it, this is weird. I wish I could tell you the name of the restaurant we went to because you might ding them for it. But there's a bunch of circular tables that seat four people, and the first crew to get there said, we have a large group coming. Can we put the tables together? No. No, and in fact, the chef came out of the kitchen to berate the hostess that had even considered putting tables together. Isn't that weird? The restaurant's almost empty. There's maybe six other people in the restaurant. They won't let us put tables together so we could all sit together. So I think we stayed in that situation just because everyone had planned on meeting there, and it would have been too tricky to upend the whole um, plan, but super weird. Nonetheless, we had a good meal, and it was fun. And my, uh, I was driven back to the hotel by the Stefaniaks, the lovely Stefaniaks, who I love. And so they dropped me off. My luggage is there. And this is race announcer life. I, I have to check out. You know, most, most hotels will kick you at, what, 11, 12. Maybe you get late checkout at 1 o'clock. But sometimes my races aren't done until 1 or 2 o'clock. So not only am I up at 4.30 in the morning trying to, brush my teeth, brush my hair, look presentable for this event, but I have to pack up my stuff. And so I had checked it into the um, the bell stand, the concierge, whatever, at the Crown Plaza. And, the, and then I just left it there because I had a car coming to pick me up from that hotel to bring me to the airport. So we get out of lunch, and I get to the hotel with my stuff, and I have about 25 minutes before the car is coming to get me. And I stink. Can you imagine? I've been out all day, and it's sunny. It's 90 degrees or something like that, and I'm stinky from the sun, and then I have sunblock all over me, and I had bug spray on in the morning because there were some mosquitoes, and I have hugged about 753,000 other sweaty people that day. Cause it, so if you imagine, whatever I smelt like was going to infest my airplane with vomit. Everyone was going to throw up because Fitz Kohler got on the plane stinky from the race. So I had to do something about it. So genius, patting myself on the back, I go into the pool room. They have an indoor pool in the Detroit Crown Plaza. 
And I took my luggage. They have a little um, one-seater woman and one-seater men's bathroom. I just took all my luggage crap, and I put it in there, and I put on. I only had half a bathing suit, so I had the bathing suit bottoms and a sports bra, and I got in the hot tub, and that was my um, that was my bath. <laughs> my shower, I got in the hot tub, and that was actually quite nice. Enjoyed that for about 10 minutes. But the, the purpose of it was to de-stench myself. So I got 10 minutes in the hot tub, got all the sunblock and the stinkiness off of me. And yes, I smelled like chlorine, but that is a far better odor than whatever it else it was I was projecting before I got in. And um, yep, and then I got ready. And I got in my car and all was good in the world. So sometimes, you know, I tell you guys, you have to force in fitness. You have to be creative with your eating habits. Apparently, you also have to be creative with your cleanliness and your bathing issues because, um, you know, I couldn't do that to the plane people. And coming from sporting events, sweaty, and getting on a plane is something I've done in the past. And trying to uh, clean off, wipe down in the women's bathroom in an airport is not such a fun thing to do. And I've, I've been there too. But anyways, I'm feeling genius. It was a wonderful, wonderful weekend. You know, if I... I can never put things in order because I love it all. I love it all. And so, yeah, I have a very special, unique position within a race. And I love the power of the microphone. I love, I love the fact that I get to be nice to people and treat, the, treat people, at least in my opinion, the way they deserve to be treated. I don't think they deserve to be ignored at the finish line or just have their name called, you know, here it comes, Piper Kohler. That's my dog's name, by the way. Um, sometimes I see that and it's so boring and I think, damn it, that person just ran 3.1 miles or 26.2. Have some enthusiasm. They deserve some love. And so I love that I get to shower people with happiness and love and joy and, and gush because you deserve the gushing. But even if you're not in my position doing my thing, races, golly, you don't have to be a runner. Show up and walk a, a 3.2 or a one miler. It's just a... It's a love fest. It's a good place to be. It's a great way to start your day and um, certainly some great motivation to stay fit. So I think I'm done with Detroit. Detroit, what did I get? I got I got a great campaign speech. I got a tacky hat. I had some beer. It left me with a minor headache the next day, but it went away quickly. I had tons of fun with friends, my hottie family that I'm so crazy about. I'm trying to think if I'm missing anyone. Golly, we just had such a good time. And, um, you know, I can't wait to be back there next year. They normally give me a discount code. So if you want to sign up for one of the Epic Goddess events, there's the Ann Arbor 5K I host on Mother's Day. There's a Tri-Goddess Triathlon in July. And then, of course, the Detroit event, the Half Marathon 10K and 5K in September. I would love to have you. And just for your reference, in October 7th and 8th, I will be in Long Beach hosting the Long Beach Marathon, half marathon, 5K, bike tour, and kids races. The 5K is actually the Aquarium of the Pacific. So if you're in that area or you want to come to that area, come run with me there. On November 5th, I will be hosting the Surfing Madonna Beach Run. That's a 5K and 10K on the beach in Encinitas, California. We will be working to uh, set a Guinness Book of World Records for record record for long longest or largest beach run ever. And then the week after, I'm hosting the, um, what it used to be called the Big Sur Half. Now it's a half marathon, Monterey Bay Half Marathon, but it's the Big Sur Half. That's a blast. And we also have a 5K that weekend. So join me. 
come to a race. Join me September or November 19th. I'll be in St. Pete hosting the Run Fest. So I really want to see you guys. Uh, follow me at Fitness on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I've got a YouTube channel. I want to hear from you. And uh, most importantly, visit MorningMile.com. Help me get more kids moving in the morning. Folks, it has been great chatting with you. And next week, we will talk about the Standing Stone Half Marathon and 5K. Get to work, everybody. Bye. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to gift the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children the chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.